everyone. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Runners of Hue podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Odie. Today's guest is Corey Plunkett. Corey grew up playing the typical American sports, baseball, basketball, football, and it wasn't until college that he even dabbled in distance running. And then once he graduated, he started running consistently. Corey finally found his running family when he moved to Houston with the Zone Fitness Training Run Club. We talked through how he got his start in running, when he joined ZFT, how his training has changed, and what his 2021 and 2022 plans look like. Hope you all enjoy this episode. Hey, Corey, thanks so much for being here with me tonight. Why don't we jump right in? Please tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where in the Houston area you live. Okay, so I'm Corey Plunkett. Um, I currently work with uh, Tyson Foods. Um, I'm a part of Zone Fitness Club, um, and we, uh, well, I'm located in uh, the Heights area, uh, so kind of the north part of the Heights. Um, It's actually called Independence Heights. Um, so that's where I currently live. Um, but the club, uh, we started running in the third ward area. Uh, so we originally started meeting at Emancipation Park. And so that's where we kind of center, most of our running. Okay. And where did you grow up? Are you from Houston or did you grow up somewhere else? No, so I'm a transplant. Um, I actually grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so I came to Texas for work. Uh, I always wanted to live in Texas. Not sure why <laughs> since I got here, but uh, I have enjoyed it. I've been in Houston for about five years. So um, I actually went to school in Tennessee as well. Went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Um, and right after I started working with Tyson and um, I was actually working in Mississippi uh, for a few months, um, but that wasn't enough city for me. And I, I did want to come to Texas. So um, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, transfer with my job. And so um, that was in 2016. So I've been in Houston since then. What do you think of summer here? How different is it from Tennessee? Is you know, it-, it it's really hot in Tennessee. <laughs> um, so I would say it's it has similarities, but the heat here is out of this world with the humidity so uh definitely took some adjusting to um i have a dog and i get up to walk when i first moved here i was working second shift uh so i would get up you know in the morning maybe around seven you know and be able to walk my dog and i'd be outside for a minute and i'd be sweating on my back so (laughs) that heat uh is definitely different here it really is. I moved to Houston in 2012 and okay. I've always said like, you don't, you never really acclimate to the heat. You just exist in it. But I also think that my first summer here was definitely the hottest summer. So maybe you do get a little used to it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of just learn to deal with it, I guess. Like, yeah, you, know, you know, not to be outside, just to be outside, you know, right. so, or you prepare for it when you're, you're going on. No, I think, a lot of my habits have changed since I, I moved to Houston, like just in general. Uh, so, you know, I'm staying hydrated, 
taking a, a towel if I need to, or, you know, always having a hat on. And uh, that's important for me because I'm bald. So, you know, it's kind of a requirement. You know, you don't want to get uh, beat down with sun on the top of your head. It's not fun, uh, you know, the results of that. So, uh, yeah, you just kind of get used to it and adjust, you know, and deal with it. The, the towel is key, too. I keep a towel in my car for after the long runs. Like if I drive to the park for my long run. Yes. Nobody wants to yeah. sit on, on a car seat soaking wet right that's what i was gonna say the seat is the worst part about it because you're drenched in sweat and you know thank god i have leather seats me too um, because cloth seats i don't know what would happen i've actually seen some people ruin their cloth seats um you know during the summer from running oh wow i hadn't thought yeah i could totally see that happening all right well let's back up way back up so growing up did you did you play sports or did you run growing up um, I would, I did play sports, uh, so that involved running, but <laughs> running, um, just to run. No, I did not. Uh, when I was younger. So, you know, I played football, I played basketball, I played baseball, um, you know, just kind of your normal, uh, I guess American sports, your popular American sports when you're that, when you're at a young age. Um, so, you know, with like the YMCA and different community centers um, and school teams. Mm-hmm. So I definitely uh, had my fair share of running uh, in that sense. But distance running was not a part of my regiment growing up um, as a kid. So when did running come into your life? So I actually started running in college. Um, that's when I kind of began to take fitness serious Mm -hmm. um and i was a part of a uh, local gym that was close to my university and we would run intervals um there and so i kind of on my own um just i don't know what motivated me to do it um, but I started on an inside track at the uh, at our uh, gym or rec center mm-hmm. on campus. Um, I would start to time myself running a mile. And I had this goal to get it down to like, I think like six and a half minutes or seven minutes. Um, and so I was doing that. I, you know, accomplished that. And I was, you know, just running on this inside track. And so I'm like, maybe I should, you know, run a little bit farther you know I had friends that did it um and we I would go to the outside track sometimes and run maybe a mile and a half or two um but it was from that that I actually went to a trail one day um and decided to run and I ran you know like three or four miles and I'm like you know I'm not tired you know so this is this is good exercise Um, And so from there, I kind of did it, you know, not consistently, I would say maybe, you know, once or twice a week. Um, And that's where pretty much, you know, all began. I I stuck with it. Um, And it wasn't until after college that I probably actually consistently ran like, you know, three or four times a week, you know, three plus miles. Um, so yeah, I would say it definitely started in college and it was kind of just, you know, me wanting to, uh, further 
accomplish or no, further my fitness, you know, so, you know, in, improve my fitness, um, you say. Okay. Well, and so if my internet stalking is correct, it looks like you didn't even, so like you're running this whole time, but you didn't run your first race until maybe 2018. Is that right? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> Good job. So, no. so uh, I mean, you've been running for years at this point. What? Actually, I, I missed one. That was, yeah, I, I, I didn't think about it. The first run, uh, you know, that I officially signed up for and joined was the color run. <laughs> and that was in 20, I want to say 2014. Okay. 2014 in Knoxville. And I ran, uh, it was a 5K, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the actual first run that I signed up for. I did those. How messy was it for you? It was pretty messy. Um, and actually, I was so serious during the race that I barely ran through the uh, the dust, the color. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't until the after party, because, uh, you know, they have like the celebrations, the after party, all the music and dancing and, you know, the leftover color pack is basically get used up then. It wasn't until then that I got drenched in um, the color dust. Uh, or whatever they call it and so it's actually funny the group that I ran with because I put a group together to do that uh, just a group of friends to sign up uh, to run with us we uh, or run with me we looked up ways to make that color stain our shirts and so before we went to the race um, we sprayed our shirts with something I don't remember what it was but we did that with the intention of those shirts you know lasting like with the color um, yeah wow. it didn't work for all of us but um we tried <laughs> i did a, i did one of those once um i went home i went home for father's day weekend i'm from philadelphia and my sister okay. and her best friend neither of them were runners but they said oh there's a color run in town this weekend we would do that so we went yeah. out and we bought the white t-shirts and and I ran with them and I mean, I turned my watch on because at the time I was, uh, I had already started doing the distance running stuff and okay. uh, the course, it was a, it was a 5k. The course was, I mean, I ran like 2.6 miles mm-hmm. and we were a mess. Um, now, you know, we bought white t-shirts, so that was fine. Um but I never got the color out of the shorts I was wearing that day. I never got the color out of the shorts I had on. And I was like, oh. no. yeah, so. Try. And it definitely stained my stuff. Yeah. But I threw my t shirt away. So, fast forwarding back to 2018. So, what made you, well, so you had done a color run, but what made you decide that you wanted to race again four years later? So at that point in time, uh, that is still kind of beginning stages of uh, our running club here. Okay. Um, so I've been running with uh, Zone Fitness for maybe like a year and a half or two. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, we had pretty good participation, uh, not consistent. Uh, we do a lot of other things. And so um, people kind of were getting a kind of a misinterpretation uh, interpretation of what we were doing. Uh, so 
you know, they didn't see it as much as a run club. Okay. Um, as it was a fitness club because we, you know, implemented other things to, mm-hmm. you know, work out. And so at that time, uh, some of the members that had been there for a while were like, it's time for us to, you know, do some more. Like, it's time for us to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so that race uh, was the rodeo run in 2018. Mm-hmm. And that was my first 10K. So okay. that was, yeah, that was my first time running the 10K. It was all of our first. Uh, it was three of us that participated. Um, and so, you know, we had more people that would come and join us on Saturday morning runs. You know, we probably had a good consistent, maybe 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were the three that decided, like, you know, it's time for us to to do more. Uh, so we signed up for the 10K and, and ran the 10K. So... To that point, is that the furthest you'd run or was that just your first longer race? I would say that's the furthest I ran um, at that point. I may um, I may have tried to run, you know, six miles preparing for it, um, but I'm pretty sure that was at that time the longest distance I ran. So how was the race? Um, it was good. You know, it was good. Uh, but one thing that I do remember uh, was the weather. At about mile five, there were ferocious winds, as I described them back then, mm-hmm. um, as we were running up hills. You know, over there by uh, Allen Parkway, Parkway, yeah, you get hills and there's that bridge that you kind of make. You go, you run down and run back. And I just remember that wind pushing against me mm-hmm. <laughs> at that time but uh overall I would say it was a good experience we were on a high just because you know it was our first club official you know race um so it, it went well um but it was challenging yeah well I mean so you you run the rodeo run your first 10k and then at what point did you decide I can't count seven months later, you wanted to run a half a marathon. We were in it. I just, that's all I can say. We were committed to it. After we ran that race, we felt good. And we were like, you know, what's the next step? What's the next step to get this club running to become a legit run club? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always joke about that because there was, uh, a comment made by one of our members that was coming out to like work out with us um, that we weren't a legit run club. And so that motivated us. Yeah, that motivated us. And it was it was a joke. She was joking. It wasn't like, you know, downing us or anything like that. She was basically saying like, y'all are running a lot like a legit run club, you know? So we were like, yeah, that's what we are. We are a run club. And so um, at that time after the race, uh, because we were, you know, we felt good and we're excited about that race that we just finished. Um, we had looked up the half marathon that he's to have. And we, you know, not even a week after uh, that rodeo run race, we committed to training for the Houston half. We we're like, you know, we got this 10K on our belt. Let's keep going. And so we, you know, from that moment started training and that's how we got to the half. So did y'all write your own training program or did you like find somebody's online? How did that? So we, 
Yeah, we've developed our own training plan. Um, and when I say we, I mean our founder, <laughs> uh, Kelvin Yancey. He's a, a personal trainer. Uh, okay. So he's a fitness trainer. And, you know, he does the strength training and plyometrics and, uh, you know, other techniques that he uses for his clients. Mm-hmm. And so um, he just kind of transferred it over to running. And, you know, to be honest, that first season, you know, or not even the first season, um, you know, two or three, it probably wasn't until the third season that we had it down pat. Uh, That first season was trial and error. Um, We ran a lot and we found out that that's not necessary. (laughs) Um, But we were running, you know, four or five days a week, but long mileage, like, you know, eight miles, nine miles. Yeah. So every day we. Not every day, but close to it. Right. And so it was taxing, right? Um, But this is us learning. This is us just, you know, out here, you know, making it happen. Um, And we would offset, you know, our workouts with strength training. So we didn't run every day. We had some strength training going on. And we do, uh, we did a lot of intervals. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do intervals on like Wednesday nights, say at Houston High School, um, or not Houston High School, Heights High School, (laughs) Uh, at the Heights High School track, we would run intervals um, and do other workouts. We had like a sprint night and um, we would do like a HIIT workout or cardio, you know, some other type of cardio. But we were running a lot. I would say at least three or four days a week, we were running, you know, seven or eight miles um, up and down the bayou, like just going at it, you know, trying to make sure that we were ready, you know, to, to run that distance because none of us at this point have run the amount of miles they were running at that time right so we you know increased seven miles eight miles nine miles all the way up into 10 miles okay um before the race we never ran more than 10 miles before we did our first half because uh, we you know we found out some kind of way uh, i believe uh yancey is what we call them uh found out that you know if you can run 10 miles you you can complete a half uh so we capped it off at 10 miles um, but we were definitely running a lot. Well, we got so very I, small. I remember I, when I ran my first half, and it was a really long time ago, um, I wasn't part of a club. I just entered a race in San Francisco, actually, on my own. Oh, nice. And yeah, I was like, oh, there's a Nike women's half marathon. And said, yes, I'm going there. That'll be my first race. And my longest run before the race was six miles. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm sure that was, a, yeah. uh, <laughs> I definitely train differently now. So, so you, you run all of these miles and if you're running, so it sounds like maybe 30, 40 ish miles a week. Um, yes, at least. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had some 60 mile weeks going. Oh, wow. it was, it was getting up there. Yeah. It definitely got up there. Okay. So it's race day. What did that look like for you? Were you nervous? Were you ready? And how did the race go? I was nervous for sure. Um, just because it's new territory. Um, but we were excited. We were excited because we, the training season that we had really brought the core of our run club closer. Right. So we had this sense of togetherness, like, you know, we all started this training. We all finished this training. We're all going to finish this race. Mm -hmm. 
And that really drove us because as um, children in our younger days or in our college days, we all uh, participated in some kind of team sport, right? Mm -hmm. And so that training that we did together brought us together like a team. So we felt like going into the race that we were a team, right? And we were gonna finish this, this race together. Like no matter what it takes, you know, everybody's gonna cross the finish line. And so that alone excited us. Mm-hmm. Like coming off of our last run, we're on runner's high. We never experienced this before, but we're on runner's high. Like we're like, what is this feeling that has us so juiced and excited to, to run, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to run 13 miles. Um, so I was definitely nervous, um, you know, go, walking up to the start line, uh, just like, how am I gonna feel you know, after mile 10, because I haven't been past mile 10 yet. Um, But I think it was sheer will that helped me carry through because I tell this story and we still tell this story like to new people joining today or running their first, um, you know, half marathon. I PR on every like like, um, milestone, I guess you would say. So it's I ran my fastest 5K. Mm-hmm. I ran my fastest 10K. And by, you know, mile 10, I'm wore out. <laughs> you know, I am wore out, like just chugging along. And I'm a runner who does not like to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to walk. I just want to get through it. Um, so my pace, um, as you can predict, predict, dramatically decreased as I got towards the end of the race, but I was just, you know, excited to be in it. Um, so I was able to, to finish it. Um, and it was, it was exciting for us. Like it was, I think it was, uh, it was six of us who did it. And so we're going from three people participating in a 10 K to months later, six people completing the training and actually completing the half marathon. So it was a wonderful feeling. There's nothing like your first half marathon. I mean, I remember, yeah, I mean, you've never run that far, your time, but I think something uh, that works for me that helps with not slowing down. I know you don't want to walk. I walk through every water stop. It's the only time I walk. So you make sure you drink at every water stop and then you Mm -hmm. walk through it. And then I think that helps. Helps me. Well, let me tell you, three four halves in or four halves later I know better okay (laughs) I know better I will walk and get some like you said I will walk and hydrate because even on that first half like I tried to run through hydration stations like grab the Gatorade and trying to run and drink and it's boom up my nose (laughs) and so I'm like you know I I learned the lessons the hard way like I'm not PRing at the beginning anymore I'm taking it slow I have a plan you know Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna burn out at the beginning of a race but you know I was just so excited for that first run I'm like I gotta go like I'm running I'm running uh and Yancey is running beside me you know like we're uh pacing together and I'm looking at him like I feel good like I think I can you know run a little bit faster I can speed up a little bit he's like slow down like you're gonna you know burn out and I was just taking off and surely enough, I burnt out. 
happens. But it was fun. Yeah. So you do the rodeo run again. And I was just looking at your results. And the first time you ran it, you ran a 59.20. And the second time you ran it, you ran a 59.24. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that race, though. I recommend it to anybody who can run it. Um, yeah. When you So back to the first time that you ran it. I mean, it, it's definitely one of the largest, smaller races in Houston, if that uh, makes sense, because it's not a half marathon. Did you expect that? Did you expect it to be like that when you got to the race? Or were you surprised by how many people were there? Um, I don't, the first time I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know, you know, kind of what I was getting myself into. Um, but I know the Houston rodeo was so big, so I kind of mm-hmm. figured it would be a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know what it would look like in the race. Um, but I think, you know, I would say just because of the Houston Rodeo's brand, kind of, like, it's just known as a big event that everybody right. wants to participate in. I just kind of expected it to be, you know, along those lines. So going into it the second time, um, are more people running with y'all now? Like, is your, I mean, your club was already 15 to 20 people, but only three of y'all did the first race. So did you, did you get more people to race with you the next year? Yes, we definitely grew in numbers, um, and we, that year, or it may have been the next year, um, we motivated people by getting medals, right? Everybody loves a shiny piece of metal. Uh-huh. You can hang it around your neck. It looks good. It's fun. We're celebrating, uh, and, you know, showing that to the rest of the club. So uh, our numbers definitely increased. Um, especially with people seeing um, on those off-training runs, I guess you would call them, um, what our goals were. Um, So they would see us planning, you know, to get better and achieving those goals, and they were motivated to do the same. Um, And so, you know, once they saw what we were doing and saw that they would get a shiny piece of metal, they were in. <laughs> Everybody loves the metal. Um, yeah. And they, they are one of the only 5K, 10K races, I think, that does medals. Uh, and I love them for it. I keep on yeah. No, yeah, they had some good medals. I remember one year, I think it was uh, 2019, uh-huh. they did a belt buckle. It was really cool. Oh, man, I didn't do it that year. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but I, well, I've run, so the Austin half, I, one year that I ran that, they had a belt buckle. Okay. For their, for their medal. Yeah. Um, great race, but if you don't like hills, I mean, it's Austin, so watch out. Right, exactly. Anything on Allen Parkway, now that I see, I'm just like, oh no, these hills again, but, you know. I, well, and it's funny because for Houston, hands down, yes, those are hills. Mm-hmm. but for any other city they're like what elevation <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so heading into the 2019 houston half um are you still doing 40 50 60 miles a week or have you toned it down now toned it way down <laughs> way way down we toned it down we got better strategy um we ramp up better um, we have, you know, I think we've gotten it down to a size to where we don't even start as early as we did. 
Um, but that also comes along with just the experience of us running um, and staying, you know, in somewhat of a um, better shape, I guess you would say, better running shape uh, than we were before. And so, excuse me, um, we definitely have toned it down and toned it back to where it's more, um, I would say, accessible for others. Because uh, a lot of people can't train so hard and it be so taxing on their body, you know. Um, and it's not smart to do that either because, you know, you'll burn out mm-hmm. before you get to the race or, or burn out, you know, early. That, that wear and tear on your body, you know, over a long period of time is not good for you. You know, you want to be able to walk when you get older, right? You want to, <laughs> you know, have your meniscus or, you know, not just, you know, wear your body out running. And so we've gotten way smarter about it, definitely better with recovery and actively treating our bodies so that um, we don't wear ourselves out as much. Um, but we have definitely toned it back a lot and it's, it's more achievable. It's more um, body friendly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and 60 miles, that's a pretty big time commitment. Right. Um, I so, know like, me personally, I run like average 30 miles a week. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. But- well, so with zone fitness specifically, do you all meet year round and then you'll just dial it in for like 12 weeks or whatever your training plan looks like for a specific race? Yes. So year round we meet um, Saturdays um, and those Saturday runs are taking place at Emancipation Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we meet every Saturday morning, um, 8 a.m. And um, run right now. Uh, we do 30 minute runs uh, when we're not training. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we would do, uh, you know, a 5K, we had a couple of different routes basically where you could run one mile, two miles, or three miles. Um, and we would run from Emancipation Park basically to BBBA Stadium, make a loop around, and come back to Emancipation Park. Uh, now there is, and it may have been there before, but there's a trail um, that is um it goes throughout kind of downtown all the way to like the tsu campus um so we do a time run and depending on the time uh which again when we're not training we mostly just do 30 minutes we cap it off at 30 minutes we'll run 15 miles 15 minutes out and then turn around and run 15 minutes back and so whatever you know experience level you're at you're finishing at the same time, uh, you know, you're not by yourself. And so mm-hmm. that's more welcoming to uh, some of our runners who are beginners and mm-hmm. may be intimidated by, um, you know, others running faster or thinking that they have to be at a certain level to be able to keep up. Um, so year round, we'll do that. And then depending on uh, what races we run, uh, we tailor our training season to start in enough time to get everyone acclimated and, and ramped up to be able to run that distance. Gotcha. So you you meet at eight o'clock, you said, is it? Yes. How hot is it by then? Uh, it's, okay. it's still okay. Um, it does get warm on some days. Yeah. 
Um, and so when we do start our training, our training runs will start a little bit earlier uh, just because distance will increase and we don't want to run farther back into the day. We want to, you know, move it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we uh, typically don't really get a hot, hot day, I guess you could say. Um, we, we normally have a pretty, pretty good weather. Now it does get warm. I'm not saying it doesn't get warm, but, um, typically it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah. I know before I, before I, I just started running with the group, I guess maybe a month or two ago. And before that Saturdays and Sundays are the only days i like most people are the only days I get to sleep in, but I mean, like during the week I need to be up before five o'clock. So I really, oh, okay can sleep in on set. So I was like waking up at like nine on Saturdays and still wanting to go out for like six mile runs. And that quickly became not possible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's tough to run that kind of distance and, and at that time. So, you know, while, like I said, while it's our shorter runs, you know, only running for like 30 minutes, it doesn't get too bad. Yeah. Um, but as distance or time increases, we definitely uh, move it up. That makes sense. So 2019, you've, you've dialed in your mileage. You're not running quite so far. What was that Houston half like for you? Better. I beat <laughs> my time. Um, my pace increased as the race, uh, as the distance increased. Oh, nice. um, so yeah, I was able to hold a steady pace in the beginning and I felt comfortable after that race. I felt great. So, you know, I, the race, the first race, I felt the race afterwards, uh -huh. right? My legs are hurting. I'm like, I just want to sit down right now. You know, I don't really want to do a lot. I'm going out to, you know, lunch or something to celebrate with my now fiance. Um, but I didn't want to do much. On the second half, I felt great. Like, you know, my legs were, I still had my legs. And like I said, you know, my, my pace increased at the end. And so my time was better. And naturally I feel better, you know, just because I've, I ran a, I felt a complete race. So I stuck to the plan and the results were better. You know, I didn't, I didn't overextend myself to, to do better. I just kind of stuck with the plan and, and felt the training and I implemented what I had learned and it, you know, the results were better. So I think my first half I ran, maybe it was, I want to say it was like two hours and 10 minutes uh, or a little bit over something like that. Two hours. Two or three. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't remember. Um, but the second one was like a 150. And so it felt good. So yes, everybody loves the PR. Um, well, so now that that race is over for you, we hit everybody's favorite year, 2020. What did that look like for you running wise? Um, did you stop? I mean, you probably stopped meeting in person. What did that, did you, did you keep running? Did you take a break? What did that look like? Um, so we did stop um, meeting in person for a while. And at the time, uh, when it started, we had signed up for a half. Um, I don't remember 
which half it was. It may have been Phoenix Park because um, I think they still have they have theirs in April mm-hmm. around that time. Um, and so some people in the club um, had signed up for it and that was their first half. And so it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of uh, devastating, I guess you could say, to yeah. not have a half in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we stopped meeting just because of the unknowns in the beginning. You know, nobody knew what was going on, but we encouraged everyone to run on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I had COVID Ooh. around that time. So I was not able to um, run that half. Um, however, I will say um, I did continue to run. And once um, once I got over the symptoms, I should say, because the symptoms did hit me, um, I ran. And I think that helped me, um, honestly. Really? Um, yes, because at that point, a lot of the... Um, lasting effects of COVID uh, were still unknown mm-hmm. and going through um, having COVID is a mind game as well or it, it wears on your mind um, just because you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and there's nothing that that's guaranteed that can help you mm-hmm. and so for me um, experiencing shortness of breath um it's scary you know it's scary just because you don't know if that's going to be um permanent or you know will you get over that mm-hmm. and so not too long before or after my symptoms kind of subsided I started running you know because I'm like I want to do what I can to you know keep my lung capacity and and regain strength and just you know do what I can to build up my body. And so I ran um, and I would just run around my neighborhood, you know, at least three miles or so, two or three times a week. Um, And I wasn't going to the gym. So, you know, I needed some cardio. I needed to be able to work out. Um, So I did that. I I ran. I did just that. I ran. And uh, we also still had like uh, Zoom workouts with the club because we weren't able to meet in person. And so, like I said, Yancey's a, a personal uh, fitness trainer and he would just put on zoom classes um you know for anybody to join at that point um and we worked out like that and then you know I did my own running um and so the club actually um uh, those people who did sign up for the half uh we actually did put together our own race mm-hmm. um and it was at memorial uh, just kind of our start and stop Point, starting stopping point uh, we just you know made our our course there um, and so we had um, you know maybe 25 or so people run that marathon that vintage park marathon and so you know they got their medals and things in the in the mail and we celebrated you know because it was an accomplishment for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, so we were still able to do that um, and then fast forward to the Houston half thinking it, you know, might have had a chance to be in person, <laughs> happened again. Yeah. You know, so they they made it virtual, um, but they did at least implement, like, the big run days. So they had those days set where 
uh, they were like, you know, we will have our own photographers out around okay. this area. And so, you know, they were on Allen Parkway and around Memorial. And so they were like, you know, if you are running the Houston have, then, you know, our photographers and things will catch you. So it kind of, you know, uh, simulated race day a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, again, put on our own event. Okay. Uh, at Memorial. And it was huge. Um, it was great. Uh, we actually have a chapter in Dallas as well. Um, and they had started a few months before we did that half. Mm-hmm. And their participation grew around you know that time. So they had people committed to the half training. And then we had a lot more people committed to the half training. And so in that race, I believe we had 70 plus people oh, wow. sign up to run the half. Right. So just in a matter of three years, in 2020, when COVID hit, we celebrate going from six people running our first to 70 plus running in 2020 in a year where, you know, it feels like everything is on pause. You know, so um, I, I would say the club sustained. People were committed. You know, we ran our plan whether it had to be on our own or not. Cause um, you know, by this time things are kind of, I would say laxing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, closer towards the time of the race, we're meeting in parks, you know, they open parks up or, you know, say it's okay to be in parks. And so we're starting meeting back up in parks, you know, people are still wearing masks and things like that, but at least we're out there as a group. And, you know, even, you know, the people that weren't comfortable being around the group they would run and post it in our group right Mm -hmm. so that's a that's another big thing we do is we post our runs in our group to share that information so that other people uh can see and like one hold hold people accountable you know just to say like hey stick to the plan you know you stay consistent you're going to get better um but two also to just track track progress and then motivate others um and so when people see you know, that one day an experienced runner has a bad run, they're like, oh, okay, like, it, it's not just me, you know, like, <laughs> I don't have to expect every run to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that, you know, going through that time where it seems like, like I said, everything was on pause and, like, you really couldn't do anything, like, you know, we figured out a way to to make it happen, and it was it was worth it because uh, we actually won that year uh, for the largest group to sign up. And we and when we started uh, that year, uh, when we ran the first one in twenty eighteen, we're like, man, how do these clubs get this many people to sign up to run a half marathon? <laughs> like, it seems impossible to get that many people signed up. Wow, that's awesome. Well, so, okay, but when you say that you run your course at Memorial Park, do you mean you just run laps until you hit the... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you know, you know, that's like being on the inside track, right? That sounds horrible to me. (laughs) No, (laughs) like, I don't know what he means. (laughs) No, we run two Allen Parkway. So we we actually run all the way uh, that year. We ran down Allen Parkway, you know, uh, where the skate park is. Uh Uh-huh. that street escapes me, Sabine. but we turned who Sabine. Sabine, yes. So we turn on Sabine and come down the other side. Uh-huh. 
Um, so we run up the like the sidewalk past the you know the biking trails and everything. And then we um, make a right on um, I don't I can't remember street names right now, but we go down. We get down to Allen Parkway. Yeah. We circle around down to Sabine, come up the other side and back to them. Okay. I yeah. know that route well. <laughs> oh, you run it? Do you run that route a lot? Uh, I do that when I need to get in a long run and I don't feel okay. like looking up a new route. Right. I'll go right. park at like the running center that's outside the park mm-hmm. and then run down, like run all the way down to Sabine and Okay, yeah. So that's where we that's where we meet at the Memorial Park running uh trail center or oh, running yeah. center. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's where in that parking lot, uh-huh. we set up our own start and finish line there. We had our banner there. Nice. And you know, music and everything. Like it was a uh, it was very fun. And actually, um I know you were saying you're on the horror board now, which congratulations. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, we had a couple of horror representatives come out uh, to that race. Um, cause that was around the uh, time that we actually joined, uh, Harry. it was a few months before then, but okay. yeah, they came out and, um, you know, supported. Uh, so it was fun. It was, it was really big. It was nice. Very cool. Well, so, I mean, now that running is basically back with in-person racing, uh, what's on your calendar coming up? What are y'all training? So, um, we are right now. We actually just started training last night. Uh, okay. So Wednesdays, uh, we ran at Memorial last night. But we are training for the Houston half, mm-hmm. um, and then also uh, the BMW half in Dallas. Okay. Now that one got rescheduled twice because of COVID. Yeah. So um, it's been pushed back to December of this year. Um, and so because people were already registered, we kept it on our calendar. Um, so we will run those races. And then what we do um, while we're training is implement some other races kind of into our training plan. So they're kind of um, mile or uh, milestone markers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we pretty much run the entire, um, what is it, the Houston series? The warm-up series. Uh, well, the one that has Minute Maid Park, University, oh, Houston, Houston Run, yeah, the Houston Run, yeah, Run Houston, Run Houston, Run Houston. yeah, the Run Houston Let's series. Get there. <laughs> I was trying to think of, yeah. So we uh, we run that series, and so we use those races as the distances that we will work up to. Um, so the I think the University of Houston Run is one that we always do that gets us to that like ten k marker, um, and then this year, of course, Seawiz. Um, it's right around the perfect time. Uh, so we're going to put that on our schedule as well. Um, but our main race, uh, that we're looking at is the Houston half just because, you know, it was our first half. So we, we've made it a staple now. So I'm like, we we almost didn't run it, uh, this year just because of scheduling with the, uh, BMW half being moved yeah. so much. Um, and then we just did the vintage. Um, and so we didn't want to pack them too close, but I'm like, man, that's our, that's our run. We got to do it. And so I talked to everybody into doing it. So we're never going to do it. Well, I think there's enough time to recover. It sounds like, I mean, the Houston half is Halloween this year. And if Dallas is in December, there's got to be at least five, maybe six weeks between them. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll definitely do it. Oh, 
Another thing which I left out, um, I just thought about is the Chevron full marathon. And so we're training for that as well. So that training that we start now will carry over into a full marathon training. So we'll just continue to build on that because we were going to do that, uh, the Chevron full last year. Um, But of course, it, yeah. Well, so, and so that's a question it. I had for you. Will you personally? Yes, I have to. I have to. I have to at least check it off. I don't want to. I'll be honest. I really don't want to do it. Like my running body or my running spirit doesn't say like get out there and run a half, <laughs> but or a fool. But it's on my list of things to do. And so I'm like, why not now? Let's do it. And maybe because I never thought I would be running a half marathon either. And I did. And so it could be the same effect. Like, okay, I ran this one. Like, let's do a few more. I've been running half marathons for 15 years. Oh. I've never done a full. No? Is it not on the list of things to do? I mean, it's on the list like way over here that I look at and think about occasionally and have never yeah. committed to yet. Well, so for okay. um, for me personally, like work was always from when I started until I moved to Houston, I, I wouldn't have had time to train. Okay. And then when I moved to Houston, I moved here to work for the marathon. So I oh, used okay. to work for, I worked for them for five years. So when you work there, people are always you like, oh, do you get to run it? I'm like, what? No, I barely <laughs> get to sleep that weekend. I can't run yeah. it. Uh, so, I mean, it's on the list. There you go. As long as it's on the list, it'll make it. It'll make it. I know it will. So I have a question for you. Yes. What has been your favorite half that you've ran? Ooh. And where, if it's a different location? Um, well, see, that's the thing. Like, when I was running them in the beginning, it wasn't, I didn't run them. I just ran them. Um, I told you I went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That course was hard. Mile oh, yeah, it's hilly there, yeah. Mile seven was one hill. Um, but it was beautiful. And it was a Nike event. And I mean, they made it an event. It was geared towards women. They didn't have a true expo. They called it an expo teak because, you know, it's Nike. They're not going to let like Nike owned that race. It wasn't sponsored. Right. And so they weren't going to let other people in an expo. But like it was in what's that park in San Francisco that's in downtown right where the Nike store is. Like there's Macy's and then there's Nike and it's right mm-hmm. next to like the trolley. Anyway, that's where they set up. Like you get your nails done, you get your hair done. <laughs> um, so those races were always fun. One year yeah. they did it in Washington, DC. That was awesome because it was flat er. Um, I've run the Indy Mini. I used to live in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, it was a pretty cool course because you ran a lap around the Indy indy 500 track um oh that's nice mm -hmm. um where else have i run i do like austin 
I've just mm-hmm. never trained for the hills, so it's really hard. Yeah. I did. I ran my PR there in 2019. Okay. Um, but the way I was training in Houston, I thought like my goal was seven minutes faster than I ended up running, even though it was still like an eight minute PR. Okay. Um, 2019 was a good year. It, that's when you ran your PR. <laughs> yeah. That's a good um, I like the Houston <laughs> half course in October. Um, if you're running in January, I mean, the marathon and the half marathon course, they're two of the fastest courses out there. And because they are flat and relative controlled, isn't the right word, but it's, they're good courses. I think Houston, um, sends the most people of any race in the States to Boston, like people that qualify. Okay. Yeah. Um, So should I ever run a marathon? Maybe it would be that one because I want to start somewhere. It makes it sound easier if the course is fast. I don't know why. It's right. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get it. But I don't know that I really have a favorite. I'm trying to think of where else I've run because I've done about 19 halves. 19. So, but there was a lot of Nike. There was a lot of, I ran in Dallas for the rock and roll half and I hated it. So really? I wouldn't recommend <laughs> My okay. toes were cold for the first seven miles. Oh. Um, I can't think of any others. I'd have to look at all my stuff. Like I look at everybody else's results. I haven't looked at my own in a while. <laughs> um, but that's a nice list though. That's a good list though, of different places. I think if I continue to run halves, my goal will be to do them in other locations. Well, I was getting, that was one of my questions too. Do you have like off the top of your head are there goal races that you would run want to run um or goal cities for that matter and yeah i want to i want to go to chicago um that's probably the only like serious race that i would want to do mm-hmm. um i have ran races in other places and so it's it's fun um to do I think I would want to run the rock and roll half in Vegas. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, yeah, I've heard good things about it. We did uh, the 5K and 10K in New Orleans, and that was fun. Um, and so I've heard about their rock and roll uh-huh. um, half in, in Las Vegas. They're saying it's just kind of one of the better places to do it. So I think I would put chicago and and vegas at the top of my list and then any race out of the country i would do just just because yeah oh i ran the new york city half running through times square was fun okay i've never seen i've been to new york a lot because i also used to live in stanford connecticut um i'd never Mm. seen times because they had to shut it down i'd never seen it that empty yeah yeah um so anyway all right we're almost done we're almost there um i have just a few more questions for you so where is your favorite place to run in houston um i would have to say memorial that's the place i run the most (laughs) Um, don't sound that excited about it well it's that's i feel like that's the cliche answer you know because people that run in in houston i feel like mainly running memorial park where the street I guess maybe that's my perspective because that's where I run the most. But well, I mean, I think about eighty percent of the people I've talked to on the podcast so far have said Memorial Park. 
Memorial, yeah. So yeah, it's I mean it's runner friendly, you know. It's the the ground like is the running trail is perfect for running outside, you know. So it's better than running on cement. Um, and they're developing it more, so you know it's it's become a very nice park. Um, other than that, um, when we train, we run a lot. Um, we start at Stew Park and kind of run those um, back the Bayou Trail, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, under downtown by the aquarium. Um, I, I like those; they're scenic routes, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy running those and those are some nice hills over there as well. So kind of helps for when we um, run those races on Allen Parkway. So I would say maybe Stoop Park um, is a, a close second to Memorial. Oh, okay. Thinking back to all of your running, doesn't need to be a race. What is the best running experience you've had so far? It probably was that race in New Orleans. Just all around race experience. Um, that was fun. Okay. Um, yeah. Any crazy running stories? Ever get lost, get chased by a dog, anything weird? Um, no, actually. Um, I've had a dog like kind of run out, you know, to the uh, end of their yard. Right. Um, but it wasn't like tied off or anything. So I didn't know <laughs> whether I was going to be out running the dog or not <laughs> or attempting to. Um, but never any like serious chases or anything like that. Okay. If yeah. you could run with anyone, alive or dead, for any distance, who would it be and how far would you go? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, Right now, mm-hmm. I think maybe I'll run with Allison Felix. Ooh, good choice. Um, I don't know how far we run because she's not really a distance runner, but maybe I'll try to take her like 10K to try to wear her down or something. I don't oh, know. but I mean, this is like in everybody's perfect world. So if you want to take her for a half marathon, she's going to run a half marathon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, It'd be some good conversation. It would. She's... She's very nice. A lot of times they're, you never know mm-hmm. what you're going to get with people that are that big. Right. Super down to earth. Very nice person. All right. Last question. We have talked about how you got started and what your running has looked like, but why do you keep going? Why do you run? The main reason I'm running right now is because of the family that I have gained from running um the group of people that i run with every week are some of my closest friends now um when i moved to houston i didn't move here with family or anything it was just me um and joining that group has connected me to a lot of great people um and just seeing the transformations that we've witnessed uh from people who really have you know, tear jerking um, transformations that they have because they committed to running with us and because they liked what we were doing. They felt that we invited them in. Um, So that has become inspiring to me and it motivates me to keep going 
um, so that we can reach more people. I love it. Corey, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed getting to hear your story and thank you for sharing it with us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Runners of Hue. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.